Disney Plus and Hulu better together in a brand new bundle. Ready for an adventure? The greatest stories ever told on Disney Plus with The Mandalorian and Disenchanted. That's wicked. Wicked good. Critically acclaimed fan favorites on Hulu like Pam and Tommy and The Bear. Let's take it up another level. Save big when you bundle both for just $9.99 a month. We're so good together. All of these and more now streaming. Savings compared to regular monthly price of each service. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, I just don't even know what we learned each week. It feels like we learned so much, but then we know so little. We, we know so little and we have this we have this discussion every week, but it feels like we're later on in the season. And at this point, we should have a more definitive idea of where everyone stands. But it's we're going into week 11 and we have absolutely no idea. No clue. So, so here's what's so, so fascinating about all this. So, so what we see Monday night, a Rams team that we would love to think just had a little bit of a stumble against Tennessee, right? And they're just going to get right back on track. And they'll look like one of the top teams in the NFC and instead walloped by the 49ers. And I don't know what's up with that Shanahan McVay thing, but that's fine. I was, I was just about to say that. I feel like <laughs> that's exactly, you've got to point, point this game or like, you know, button it up by just saying that Shanahan has McVay's number. There's something about it where he just finds a way to outcoach him or get in his head or, he just seems to always be one step ahead of them because you look at this 49ers team and then you look at the Rams team and the Rams is Rams have a much more complete team, but yet Shanahan finds ways to exploit the Rams weaknesses. The 49ers have won four in a row against the Rams. Clearly he knows how to beat them. And, I, and it's five now it's five. It was four now, now coming it's five, in, right? right? Yeah. It was four coming in that, 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 Shanahan has on McVay and a lot of those games Shanahan was the underdog in fact I think of those four three of them coming in he was the underdog and again underdog on Monday night and yet find a way to win outright so something's up with there with those last five and you could tell the the fake punt was really the play of the game on Monday night that 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 I like to circle Taylor which is just you know that seems a little it felt in the moment like some kind of prove it moment and it just, you know, again, it felt unnecessary. Trying to, trying to out, outplay call him. <laughs> exactly. Come and again, you know, look, play. and it's interesting, right? McVeigh, you could almost say this much. You could almost say McVeigh. I mean, the, the term genius gets thrown around, but you could almost say McVeigh looks like the genius in every room that doesn't involve Kyle Belichick. Shannon. Belichick and Kyle Shannon, right? Because the Belichick Super Bowl is another one where you said, oh, okay, they sort of got figured out in that in that game where nobody was scoring in the Super Bowl that obviously Brady and Belichick found a way to win. Yeah. But the Shanahan thing is weird with the five it straight. Is, uh, you know, it, it doesn't make weird. any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but I do think that you can also look at it and think that it's because of their loss on, in Robert Woods. OBJ doesn't know this offense yet. He ha- They haven't really created plays that are going to you know play to his strengths and confuse defenses. And he plays a different position than what like Robert Woods did. And so Robert Woods' loss, I was listening to ESPN after the game, and um, they were saying that he's totally complimentary to Cooper, Cooper Cup. And so now that they don't have him out there, even on plays where it was Cooper catching the ball, it was because of Robert Woods' impact on the field and the way that they were able to spread, spread teams out. 
that's going to have an impact. And again, again, you're incorporating, you're sort of folding into the cake mix now, Von Miller and Odell Beckham. You're dealing mm-hmm. with the loss of Robert Woods. And the Niners are a team that knows you very well, that has played you, obviously, divisionally. And so this just all added up. And, and perhaps the Rams in the moment are having a midseason lull, if you will. But Taylor, what it says to me is it really makes us look at the NFC now and say, all right, if you had to today circle the best team in the NFC for what we've seen, I mean, every NFC power, if you will, every NFC team at the top of the standings is at a loss that you would say, all right, well, mm-hmm. if that happened, if that happened in January, clearly their season's done. These teams have had games that make you really scratch your head. For the Rams, it's probably the Titans game and this game against the Niners, you know, the Arizona game divisionally. Okay. Would that make sense? Yeah. Obviously, the, you know, the, the Packers had the, the, the ridiculous week one loss. The Cowboys were awful at home against Denver two weeks ago. And they bounced back, back though. <laughs> they handed it to the Falcons. So who is, so Taylor right now, I mean, I, I guess, are there what three contenders for the best? Three team contenders. It's still, it's still the teams that I think that we've been highlighting, which is the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cowboys. Those are the three teams that, I think it will come down to still, but I do think it's interesting that I feel like you were able to see ways to beat each one of these teams with Washington and the Bucks. You saw that obviously this isn't, this doesn't take a rocket scientist, but to not allow Tom Brady to get the ball in the final, final four minutes, five minutes. I don't remember how many minutes they had left. Was it 10, 10 minutes? Tom Brady couldn't get the ball back Uh, with the Cowboys. I don't really, I couldn't really say exactly what happened in that Cowboys game that they didn't play well. I feel like they were just, they just fell short in every category. We saw them bounce back. Um, the Denver game was odd. I mean, Rams, perhaps perhaps you, say? you would say this much. I was going to say perhaps in the game, perhaps the Denver and and the Dallas game. You know, there were there was something yeah. there obviously that was look there there was a disruption to Dak there, right? I mean, Denver was clearly disrupting and throwing different disguises to Dak. Dak did not look like himself. You felt like it was like early the in that line game. in particular. It just, it, there was it, it just felt like yes, it felt like Dak was not comfortable in that game, and that, and that's and that's it because because you, you there were moments from Pollard and Zeke in that game still, and, and yet it just wasn't clicking. Dak just didn't, and again, nobody's more adapted to Dak Prescott than yeah. certainly this podcast and certainly me. But there there was just something in that game that happened that, that again you don't want to throw it out because that tape is there, and other teams can absolutely dissect that and do that to you each and every week, and that's what they're going to try. But I don't know. Best oh, in the, the NFC. I mean, since week one, we haven't seen the Packers lose. So if you... Well, I mean, technically, yes, the game to Kansas City. Obviously, Rodgers didn't play in that game. But, that, you know, I mean, yes, they did lose the Chiefs. So, so that you know, and, and again, that wasn't... That game is tough to judge them on, right? I mean, any the Jordan Love Packers is just not yeah. the same thing, right? That's just that you sort of, in a way, you're right. In a way, we really saw the Packers lose week one. And that was it, as far as the Packers that, that mm-hmm. we think we're going to see in the playoffs. So with that in mind, Taylor, if you had to right now, I mean... Best team in the, in the NFC, uh, again, in a, in a week where we saw a lot of strange things. Who would you say it is right now? Cowboys? Love to hear you Maybe say that. Maybe the Cowboys, Love yeah. to hear you say that. Love to hear you say that. That is great. Who and, do you think it not? is? Again, you still I think still, it's LA? I, I, still, I, I just think... It, 
Von Miller is going to make a contribution. Is he going to dominate on the defensive? You know, is he really going to dominate on this defense necessarily? No, but he's going to make contributions on that defense. He's going to make that defense better. Odell, I, it's interesting. In a way, I still don't understand why Deshaun Jackson. I don't understand. I, you know, I, I still would have loved to see Deshaun Jackson just say, all right, I'm going to have a lesser role on this team. I'm going to make a significant contribution in the playoffs. And I'm on a team that very well could get me a Super Bowl ring. Felt like that was a really nice path for Deshaun to be on. And yet he, he felt like he wanted to be traded. He felt like he could have a bigger role somewhere else. That's fine. That's his I prerogative. Know, you got to think, okay, well, what happens if it's odd. this happens it's odd. earlier? It's... What happens if Robert Woods went out, you know, got injured earlier? Would it be Deshaun still on of the course. team and OBJ never have even come to LA? So I sort of, I like that scenario, but we, that, that's not the scenario. But I still would say overall, and maybe I'm just tied to the fact that I said it months ago, the Rams are still, I, I just think the Rams are still going to be the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I'll stick with them. But I'm a lot closer to what you're saying, which is in this moment. There isn't really one clear team though. True, but I I think I would I think I would throw my hat in Cowboys in this moment. I think I'd say that the the Cowboys, you know, the the Packers are still very good. And of course the Packers would be the one seed, so that's also something to consider. They would be the team that would have the bye, that would host all the games in the playoffs. So maybe that counts for something as well. But it's nice. The Cowboys really said they really licked their wounds and, and, and came back really strong off a game where, where we couldn't understand why they were losing at home 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. But to do that to Atlanta was, I mean, yikes. Yikes what they did. That, that's scary. So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like your braids. Thank you. Exhibit head braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white cuz? Am I white cuz? Well, I'm not. You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R. Now streaming only on Netflix. All right, Taylor, I, I just really have to, to now shift dramatically over to really to the AFC in a way because you were very close to a game that, that I was watching closely on Sunday, and I'm not sure what we learned about the Chargers in that game. And maybe Gosh, it's I know they the started Vikings, so strong, but- uh, not in that game, but started so strong this season. And now, now they've lost three out of their last four games. They just, they don't look consistent at all. Their offense is very inconsistent. Justin Herbert's playing well, but they weren't protecting him well yesterday. Um, We did see a little bit of improvement in their run defense, which was a positive, but then we just saw their pass defense was horrible on Sunday. So I think you're seeing a lot of issues just in terms of, I mean, the offense looked really confused out there on Sunday, and I think there's just communication issues maybe. I don't know, but... They have not looked like they did in the beginning of the season at all. I'm not as optimistic, or uh, I think they were my Super Bowl pick. So I don't know if I don't know if I still feel that way right now. I do think that they could get it back together and could get. In well, stick with it. Winning. You know what? Look, look, stick with it. This is still this is still the Chargers still look like a playoff team, and they can I think still they, win that at, division. At I moments mean, it's they tough. look like a play, playoff team, but their inconsistency is is going to be their Achilles heel. Of course, but but look. Obviously, what we saw out of the Chiefs on Sunday night against the Raiders is enough to say, oh, okay, the Chiefs are back. But that's, that's one game, and yes, you've got five touchdowns out of Mahomes. But the char- this division is still going to come down to Chargers and Chiefs. 
That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Now. now you'd say there's a little bit of a, there's enough of a separation there. Denver, really, we don't think they're going to be there in the end. Vegas, just I, that just looked like a team that, you know, the, again, Vegas had, had started strong for the past two seasons and then in the end sort of fizzled out and, and it, it sort of could be going in that direction again. It looks like Chargers and Chiefs for this AFC West. And so if the Chargers win the division. That I'm sorry, the char- the Chargers could be absolutely yeah. right there. It's, no, it's okay. going to come down. It's going to come down to that second game against the Chiefs. But I just couldn't quite pinpoint because you said something really smart even before we started this thing, which is, you know, we sort of assume that the Chargers' Achilles' heel is the run defense. That that's what has cost them. And and coming into that Minnesota game, you know, what did you say? Maybe Dalvin Cook was was going to be such an issue, and and Dalvin certainly had a nice game, but it was it was Jefferson. The over 140 yards for Justin Jefferson. So that was sort of a new issue for the Chargers. They completely the, the controlled the, the clock. I mean, their their Chargers defense couldn't get off the field. I think that they yeah. out they were they were on the field 12 more minutes than that's the, that time of possession yeah. is, is, is a crusher. And like you said, it was, it was something where Washington was able to to sort of just really in the end make enough of a difference to keep the ball away from Brady and really the same thing that Minnesota was able to just really drain it out of the Chargers in that game. And it just, it it was such a, it was such a strange game. It could have been a statement that could have been such a good statement win for the Chargers to sort of Mm -hmm. reestablish this is who we are. And instead here we are in the middle of the season And, and Taylor, how about this? Look at the AFC. It's so interesting. There's only you know what's interesting is the Patriots. I feel like they're surging. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's only four teams in the AFC, Taylor. There's only four teams that don't have a 500 record in the AFC. 12 yeah, teams in the AFC, but 500 record are better. And the Patriots, you just said it. They set records that they never set without Tom Brady in what they've done. Yeah. Points scored to put up on the 45. I mean, that is terrifying what the Patriots just did. And are they under the radar? I haven't wanted to believe it. You were on this a lot sooner than me in regards to what the Patriots could be. I don't think you, that they, I still don't think that they're going to be able to contend with teams like the Titans, like the Bills. I don't think that they're up to that level yet, but I do think that they are going to make it to the playoffs. Well, again, I, I've always said, you know, the Patriots hold themselves to a different bar. So it's hard. It's hard to say that these, you know, these little wins and they, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. You know, in New England, that I'm sure that's not enough. But again, for a team that's supposed to be truly rebuilding, and I'm sure they don't want to hear that word in New England. But this is a team, and again, when, when Brady leaves, that's a team that's rebuilding. I'm sorry, that that's what you are. And this is quick. This has happened fast because that was a massive win against a team that thought they had Super Bowl aspirations in the Browns, and that was just. Ugly, early, and often, and and that I I just I can't pinpoint. I mean, I, and again, do you still think the best team in the AFC is Tennessee? I mean, they're, they're there at yeah, the top. I do. It's, I definitely think that I think that they're the most complete team. I think they've they, got a strong, strong defense, and then obviously their offense is incredible. Even without Derrick Henry, we saw that. You you said it. I mean, it was the game against the Rams. It was that Sunday night game against the Rams, and you really said. Perhaps we learned more about Tennessee tonight than any other team to this point in the season because they're able to win a game without what's probably the MVP of the league in Derrick Henry. And mm-hmm. to find a way to make enough contributions offensively, that was impressive. And to do it again and to put away New Orleans the way that they didn't, to hold on, 
again, that was something where in the end their defense had to make a play and did. And so this is this is tough. Your Eagles the looked the good AFC on Sunday as well. I, I I can't quite go there. I can't quite follow with the Eagles. I can't I can't quite just ride those highs and lows each and every week because it, it can be so high and so low. You know, the, the game against Detroit, obviously tremendous. And then the game against Denver, yes, the play by Darius Slay, fantastic. And anytime you get an 80-yard touchdown from your defense, that's a special day. But irrelevant in the grand scheme in the end, ultimately. The, the Eagles will be, and and the Broncos for that matter. But but Taylor, one thing we have to say before we leave, and, and, we just, and, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but we talked about a lot of bizarre things that we've seen and a lot of bizarre things that happened in this particular week. And the week did start on Thursday, but what in the world? I mean, oh gosh. I had no idea Baltimore, where you were going with this. Baltimore and Miami, I, I'm sorry, but the Ravens have had tremendous victories, incredible moments, 66-yard field goals in Detroit, obviously wins against against the Chiefs, games where, where it just looks like this is the team to absolutely beat and the ravens have looked so so special at times this season they have and they haven't though they've honestly just been getting by by the skin of their teeth they never they've they've had i think two games where there were statement games where you felt really really good about where the team was and that was against the chargers and and the chiefs than the Chiefs. But other than that, if you look at it, even against the Lions, and I always reference this game because the Lions are still the only team that doesn't have a win. And well, I guess I have now have a tie. But uh, that's, I mean, they only won that game because of Justin Tucker's 62-yard field goal. 66. Do not. 66. Do not. Don't, don't short him four yards. Yard. Exactly. No, no, 66. And but the I record. just don't think that they've looked that solid. So, yes, while I'm surprised that they lost the Dolphins, I don't, I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did. I think that it just went to show that they have a lot of issues. Perhaps you're right. But at this point, you know what we learned this week? What we learned is that every single team in this league has issues. There's an Achilles heel. It will get exposed. And that's what we saw. And, and again, it'll be interesting learned, to see if teams blitz Lamar and use that same, use that same scheme that the Dolphins did against him. Like, because, Like we said earlier, you put it on tape and everyone's taking a look at it and trying yeah. to figure out how can we get there? How can we get under your skin? And that is what Miami did. Incredibly impressive from Flores. I did, none of us saw that coming. Clearly none of us did. But again, Taylor, we learned so much each week. And yet we know absolutely nothing, but we will catch up soon. We will try to solve this for you and figure out ahead we will of time try and solve what, this. what is going on. But we really don't have the answers. I, I, I love it right now that we feel like the NFC is down to three teams. The AFC, though, still. Who's your AFC pick? I still, again, I mean, initially it was Buffalo. So so I'll just, I'll, I'll stick with Buffalo for that. Just for the just for the sake of, of saying, all right, they've also at times this year been that dominant. Right now, it feels like Tennessee over the course of this slightly longer season and into the playoffs. I still think Buffalo is yeah. going to be that team in the end. And again, if Tennessee can really just just buoy this thing long enough without Henry and then get Derrick Henry back, that's obviously going to be terrifying. But I just in the end think it's going to be Buffalo, and and so. That's it. So you like Tennessee. I like Buffalo. We will see. There's plenty more for us to do. We will catch up so, so soon, Taylor. And and again, like I said, hopefully we'll learn something 